Ezra and Eli arrived a little while later, and the women started supper. The family spent that night and the next day visiting, talking about the upcoming weddings, and starting to make plans. The rest of the family joined them on Saturday evening to spend some time with the couple before they started back to the city on Sunday after services. So much excitement ahead, Sarah's mother said. The next six months or so are going to be extremely busy. You'll have to let me know as soon as you decide when and where the two of you will be married. We'll talk about it when we get home. We have so many things to decide, Sarah told her. By the time they said their goodbyes that night, Sarah was exhausted. It had been a wonderful holiday, spent with their loved ones and each other. When she and Abraham reached the upstairs landing, he took her in his arms and kissed her before they each went their own way to their respective bedrooms. Lying alone in her bed later that night, Sarah began to wonder what it would be like for the two of them when they returned to the big house in the city. Would it be awkward now that they were planning to be married? Would they be able to maintain the chaste relationship they currently shared? Being in the homes of their families was one thing, but being alone together in Abraham's house might prove to be a challenge as time went on. Perhaps they would choose not to have a long engagement. They attended church with the rest of the family the next morning, speaking to several of the congregation afterwards. Margaret talked them into going out for lunch with the rest of the family before starting the drive home. I don't think they're calling for any more snow. Surely a few hours won't hurt anything, will it? The woman asked. I think we can join you. But after that, we need to get back to the farm and get our things loaded into the car. It's a good two and a half hour drive back. I'd like to get there before dark, Abraham said. They rode to a nearby restaurant that served a Sunday buffet with Margaret and Ezra. William had plans with Maria, but Eli and Jonathan joined them. Emma and Jacob said their goodbyes to the church as they were taking their little family to visit with Jacob's parents that afternoon. Now if you need me to do anything for the wedding, just let me know, Eliza told her as they enjoyed their meal together. Once we get everything figured out, I'll let everyone know, Sarah promised. When they were finally loaded and on the road, Sarah was able to breathe a sigh of relief. Why the huge sigh? Abraham asked. It was a wonderful week, but I'm glad to be on our way home. It'll be good to get back into the routine. I will have a lot of work to catch up on. Hopefully, I won't have to make many more trips to Minnesota. I'll miss you if you do, she said shyly. Oh, my sweet Sarah, we really will have to have a serious chat about our plans. I'm anxious to begin our new life together. So am I, she replied with a smile. Abraham turned on the radio, and they settled in to listen to the music while he drove. There was quite a bit of traffic, but the drive was uneventful. When they reached State Road 37 in Bloomington, the traffic really picked up. 
Abraham began to pay closer attention to his driving. He was an excellent driver, but with the recent bad weather and the holiday traffic, he was being cautious. They were almost to Indianapolis when Sarah looked up. Abraham, look out! she screamed. Her fiancé swerved to avoid the deer standing in the middle of the road. He was able to avoid hitting the animal, but when he got past it, the car behind him suddenly slammed into the rear of the luxury vehicle, sending it barreling over the side of the road into a deep ravine. It rolled several times before coming to a stop, steam escaping from the hood. In the bright, late afternoon sun, all was suddenly still.